What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and this is another compilation-styled episode. And all three episodes is part of a mental health series that I did about last year. And I wanted to bring this back to light because I've been going through some shit in my life recently, and mental health is definitely suffering right now for me, but I'm working through my shit and I thought, you know what, maybe I need to put a podcast episode together for everybody else out there who's struggling a little bit and needs a little reassurance, a little clarity. So without further ado, let's get into this mental health compilation style episode. Here we go. What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski. And I forgot my little stabilizer, so I'm just, you know, freehanding this thing. So I apologize if I just drop my phone or whatever it is, and I'm gonna try not to look at it and be distracted while driving. But um, I wanna continue this conversation about mental health because I've had so much good feedback from previous episodes that I've done in the past. And the most recent one, uh, which was called Dark Side of the Moon Part 2, where I shared a few of my previous episodes on um, my struggle with mental health. And, you know, even then I got a bunch of messages on Instagram uh, thanking me for bringing it up. So I think just the fact that I'm getting so much feedback from people, I need to continue having the conversation about mental health because I don't think we talk about it enough. And, you know, to kind of give some background, and I think I'm going to make a series of, like, short episodes on this. My background with mental health, especially the last, I want to say, six years, has definitely opened my eyes, my soul, my mind, everything when it comes to trying to function as a human, trying to better understand myself, others, and how we interact with each other, and perspective, life, everything. I think in my situation in particular, um, growing up in an immigrant household, you don't really talk about your mental health. If you ever um, brought up that you know you felt sad or not happy, um, the typical answer you get from immigrant parents is that you have nothing to be sad about, you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table, and they completely just dismiss, uh, dismiss it like your mental health is not anything. And I think with that kind of upbringing, you know, um, I just kind of went through life where I didn't think anything of it. So anytime something drastic, and it still happens to me to to this day where when shit keeps happening in my life, I kind of brush it off like it's nothing. And it's not until more events like that continues to pile up and then I kind of just like explode into um, 
a person that is not a <laughs> not a functioning human being and um, you know I've had my fair share of like panic attacks where I can't even control um, my emotions and my breathing and it's let, let's just say that I've, I've had my fair share of experiences like that so um, and this is another topic too that I think I should end up talking about and bringing up eventually in um, the series but you know generational trauma and you know for all those listening and watching I think you would understand if you are coming from an immigrant background because even my wife uh, being born in the Philippines, same idea, like generational trauma is huge and it's passed down to you. And things like, yeah, being depressed, sad, whatever it is, or dealing with anything, you don't get any kind of comfort from family members. You don't really get, you know, the, the support that you need. So now imagine you growing up with this kind of generational trauma when it comes to mental health. And in my case, you know, having shit hit the fan in my life, not dealing with it and just brushing it off and thinking that it's okay. And then getting to a point where like literally my entire soul fucking explodes like a gunshot wound in like any kind of freaking action movie that you see when someone gets shot or stabbed or killed, right? Like, that's pretty dramatic, but that's how, exactly how I feel when those things happen. But now imagine you're dealing with shit like that, and you don't um, take the time to figure your shit out. Like, I'm not saying that you're going to get through your depression, anxiety, any kind of erratic behavior or whatever you, you deal with you know by just like oh yeah I'm depressed cool it's going to take some work and one thing that I learned over the last six years is that whatever you're feeling is valid and I think the biggest problem especially with generational trauma is that when shit hits the fan and you feel depressed, low, sad, whatever you want to call it, you're almost conditioned to think that it's not okay, like there's something wrong with you. And it's so, like, so strange to me that we can be brought up like this and in our adult years still, still deal with these like emotional demons and you could like literally go through life like that and I, I don't know I, I feel like as a human being we should always try to better ourselves and I, I'm really fortunate that I found a passion for reading and like I haven't done it in a while because again been going through shit in my own life of the books that I'm reading but you know every book that I pick up it's literally like my own little time of peace and mental clarity 
and really being in the present moment and I have the opportunity to better myself to improve my relationships, improve the relationship with myself and really work on who I am. Sure, you know, I go through phases of reading, you know, fitness and health books and business books, but a lot of those books also teach valuable lessons and have molded me to who I am and you know by it I think I gained a lot of emotional intelligence based on the fact that I've just been reading and you know growing up in school like I was fucking terrible at reading and writing and because I was an immigrant like teachers just assumed that I was terrible and I eventually believed that I was terrible at it but kind of where I'm getting at is like everyone listening and watching we all have a story when it comes to mental health and it's deep rooted into us of why we are and who we are and then it plays a huge role on how we assess situations how we deal with stress how we present ourselves at work how we prioritize things and a lot of times when it comes to fitness and health especially our mental health plays a huge role in anything to do with it to become successful and I've seen it so many times in my years in this industry and remember I've been in this industry for 12 years I've seen so many different clients over the years some that have been with me for a year two years five years and to this day I have three clients that have been with me for ten years I've seen clients come and go I've seen them deal with shit and sometimes I have had the opportunity to run into old clients and really have this like serious conversation with them about why they ended up stopping with something that was so consistent and so beneficial to their health and a lot of it dealt with uh, mental health so a lot of times when it comes to being successful with fitness and health is you really got to think outside the box and the one facet that people don't think about and just glance over or have this weird stigma to it is their mental health of it sometimes you just need someone to listen to you and give you validation to what you're feeling and that was like the biggest thing for me is that I've always had certain things um, in my life where I put it put you know shoved that shit as deep as possible into my core that I didn't have to deal with it and I would always sometimes bring it up in my head of like you know am I wrong am I a terrible person should I be exploring this should I like have that those hard conversations with this individual that's causing me so much like pain and um, you know thoughts that keep me up at night and I remember when I finally went to go see a counselor and having a person validate 
that what I was feeling was okay and I wasn't an asshole and I wasn't a bad human being was like the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders and it felt like I could progress in my life. So a lot of times the state of where your mental health is is going to be the biggest barrier for anything in your life to um, progress. And sure, like you can grind it out nonstop and hope for the best. But at the end of the day, it's going to be very, very difficult for you. So you can either, you know, hope for the best grind your teeth through it or you can actually take a moment take a step back and really dive into you know focusing on your mental health so I think I'm going to finish it off there because I want this short and sweet I also want to do multiple episodes on this and really provide some like concrete examples and get into different aspects of mental health but hopefully this was a good kind of intro to you know the benefits of talking about mental health and kind of starting the conversation and hopefully this kind of shed some light to you guys and hopefully it was you know um, beneficial but that's it for me you guys if you have any questions feel free to reach out Hit me up on Instagram and Facebook. And what else is there? Subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're almost at 400. I think we're literally eight people away from hitting 400. So hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much for listening. Till next time, you guys. What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Majeshevsky, and uh, no, I am not in my car this time. Had to switch it up, because, you know, sometimes you just need to blare some music to kind of get you going for the day, but um, I'm going to try to keep this short, but knowing me, I'll probably ramble on, but I'm going to do my best to keep this under 10 minutes as my you know, car vlogs kind of go, but um, we're going to kind of continue doing the entire um, mental health theme for the next couple episodes here because I think after this whole pandemic, again, I'm no expert, but it almost seems like things are getting back to normal depending on where you are in the world. And we definitely have what I call like COVID fatigue. Like we're pretty much done. We're kind of at our capacity hence the name for this uh, episode, but I think now that we've kind of been in this for, you know, two years, and there's still some things that we need to adjust, Um, you know, our economy took a big hit, things are getting expensive, gas prices are ridiculous, depending on where you are again, but I would assume that it's kind of all over the world, Um, and I think we're all kind of at our limit, and that takes a toll on us. You know, if you audit and take the time to like think back to the last two years of your life, that first year was just 
a dumpster fire of a year. You know, for most people, they had to stay home. They couldn't work. Um, depending on your situation, you may not have had an income at all. You had to self-isolate. Um, depending on what your living situation was, maybe you were living on your own. No contact with anyone outside. That takes a toll. Then trying to get back to work, figuring out what the hell Zoom is, and adapting to the norm of wearing a mask and going to the grocery store and doing everything you need to do to function as a human being and somewhat feel normal um, and eventually break out of bad habits. You know, a lot of people um, either picked up the bad habit of stopping exercise altogether. I know a few people where they were super consistent and this whole pandemic just fucking destroyed shit kicked them in the face when it came to consistency of coming back and you might have picked up some weird eating habits drinking habits um i know personally for me for a while there when everything shut down and i was trying to you know flip my entire business to online and switch to the gym online switch to the clinic to online Fuck, I'm not going to lie, I was fucking drinking every single day because, like, what else do you do? And, you know, when things started opening up, I was like, okay, so I guess I'm going to stop. And it was actually really tough to stop. So I think a lot of us took a toll. And now that, you know, our world's kind of reopening, you can travel, you can go on vacations, our capacity to take on new stresses is so low and to kind of give you an example you know this pandemic kind of put you at your limit and you were there for a really long time and now magically you need to just like come back down here but then you also as you're trying to do that you have all this other stuff kind of jamming its way in and it's now pushing you back up top because you know for a lot of parents they had to bring their kids back to school and there's all these new covid protocols and you were just like i just want to drop my fucking kid off so i can go to work and not do all these extra things so any new stress being put on you is just going to take that much more from you and I think this is one of those times where the world literally needs to heal together and not make situations, you know, shittier, shittier than they are. But to kind of not go on a tangent about the whole pandemic, but I think everyone's capacity right now is just at its limit. And when it comes to mental health, you can only take on so much. And especially for me or any kind of healthcare uh, profession it's one of those professions that you have to constantly give and you have to like physically and like be in the moment to remember to give stuff back to yourself and then there's those people that are just really really empathetic those people that are responsible for keeping the family together the person that's responsible for keeping all the friends keeping in touch together the person responsible for everyone else's feelings but themselves and that takes a toll a huge huge toll 
And what I'm kind of trying to get at is that you have to be a little selfish to yourself. You know, I'm constantly in this headspace that because I work with people every day that are in pain, looking to lose weight, looking to get stronger, I want them to succeed. And I will literally do everything in my power to make sure they succeed. But on the flip side, I tend to forget about myself. I tend to forget like, you know what, maybe I don't have to work a 14, 15, 16 hour day to make sure everyone else is all right. Maybe I should just take the afternoon off. And to this day, I still have a challenge to do that. Like right now is a good example. You know, it's 4.55, been up since 6 a.m., started working on um, stuff at 7, literally came home and spent a little time with the wife. And right away, I'm like, okay, I got to go walk the dog. Right away, came back, started looking at my laptop and started doing some admin work and then I'm like you know what I, I didn't do my podcast in my car like I usually do I need to get it done so now I'm doing it and guess what I'm probably going to do after this I'm going to go edit this I'm going to go post it I'm going to go you know make sure everything uploads correctly and then I'm probably going to open up my email I'm probably going to do a couple emails really quick and I'll be like you know what I also should probably do this thing and then I'm like oh shit I should probably go work out because I haven't even worked out today and uh I'm probably going to have to come back, quickly make some food, and then I'm going to probably go back to my laptop. So in my entire day, there's small little breaks where I try to do things for myself. But on the grand scheme of things, I would say, you know, 80% of the day is all work-related stuff that's for other people. And I actually don't physically remember um, the last time I gave myself an afternoon off. You know, just to, like, do nothing. And it almost scares me to, like, think about that concept of doing nothing because it's just not, like, in my DNA. But I need to learn how to do that because I've been doing this for so long. Like, the people that got time off during COVID, like, the first, I don't know, four or five months where they didn't work, I was working nonstop haven't really taken a vacation since then and like it's just you know it's embedded to me but the first step is kind of being self-aware that I'm constantly working at my capacity and I can only do so much and part of it is other things in my life going on right now but if those things improve I could probably be able to take on more if I took some time off and the really weird thing is that I'm taking a trip uh, this August, and it's kind of a two-parter trip, and I just realized that in the first time in my life, I'm actually taking two weeks off. And it's going to be one of those trips where it's really going to be difficult for me to do any work. I'll probably try to sneak it in on my phone, like, you know, do some emails or some posts, but it's going to be really difficult to even sit down on my laptop because this trip is going to be really busy for me. But it's kind of like an unbelievable thought that for two weeks I'm not going to be doing anything for work. It's kind of freaking me out, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, you know, I have conditioned myself that I have to keep busy all the time. But in hindsight, that 
maybe that's probably not a good thing for me, you know? And how many times have I spoken about self-awareness on this show? That's literally the first step. A lot of us are probably just living in denial where, you know, they just got to keep trucking along. And, you know, you see those posts all the time online. or like, oh, you have to keep going. You have to keep grinding it out. But at what point do you need to actually stop to actually, like, recover, you know? It's not quitting if you take a break. You remember that? Every sport analogy works here where every sporting event has timeouts, has breaks between periods and quarters or wherever the sport is. There's always a break. Give yourself that break. I'm going to end it there because I feel like that was like the best way to end this thing. Um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, capacity is a, a big, big, big thing. We need to take more breaks as human beings, especially nowadays where we're constantly on the go. Um, hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook. Add me on Instagram. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I think we're literally like five people away from hitting 400, which is huge, huge for us. Because um, every time I get a new subscription, it pops up to more people when people are searching stuff up on YouTube and ideally I would love to hit 1,000 by the end of this year um, but again thank you guys for the support thank you for everything that you guys do um, that's it for me you guys until next time what's up my podcast listeners this is your host Fama Dushevsky coming at you from my car with my stabilizer and hopefully I stay in focus and it's not gonna go all over the place. But we are going to continue our topic and series on um, mental health because mental health is one of these topics that are very close to my heart and it's something that most people don't talk about and it's probably one of the most, um, I guess, uh, popular topic that I come out with when I put together my podcast episodes. I get the most engagement, so obviously people think it's important. Um, today what I wanna talk about is this concept of saying no. So part of our mental health, kind of to piggyback off of um, our last episode about capacity, is also learning how to say no so then you have the capacity to take on the things that's you know, most important to you. And I feel that all of us who are trying to be you know, good human beings, we tend to always say yes always saying yes to everyone and we never have the ability to you know focus on ourselves because we're constantly giving to others so what the hell do i mean about all this there are two books that kind of well there's two books on this topic the first one which is literally my most all-time favorite book called Essentialism and I've brought this book up so many times 
in my podcast that I've lost count. But the second book is basically a ripoff of essentialism. Um, many know it a lot better than uh, essentialism. It's called the art of not the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And honestly, same concept. Um, in the subtle art of not giving a fuck, they have this golden rule of if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. And in essentialism, what they look at is, you know, if you are not excited about a decision um, that you chose, then it's going to be a no and it's a low priority in your life. So it's the same concept. Um, Side note slash tangent and rant. um, The subtle art of not giving a fuck is more popular because they got one of those major book publishers and marketers in New York to really pump out that book and because it had a swear word obviously it got super popular anyway um, what I took from that book is that us as human beings that are naturally kind we tend to take on a lot and no matter how much we have going on in our life we somehow idiotically say, yeah, no worries, I can do that for you. Yep, no worries, I can help watch your kids. Nope, no worries, I can house sit and look after your dog. And I'm also going to help my kid do their school project. And you know what, I'm also gonna sell my house at the same time. And you know what, I'm gonna pick up that project at work and you know, spend a couple extra hours of overtime and then you are left with like, well, fuck, what am I doing for myself? Like, I have no time to go to the gym. I have no time to cook healthy meals. I've been eating out the last two weeks. And you, as a priority, go down so far down the list that you forget (laughs) how important you are. And I think learning how to say no respectfully is a whole new skill set to learn. You know, it's really easy, especially at um, a work environment, you naturally want to please your superiors. So when they come to you and ask, hey, we have this project, I really want you to do it, you're probably going to say yes. Or, you know, your employer wants you to come in and work on a Saturday to cover whatever it is. Your natural instinct is to say yes, even though deep inside your body, your entire soul is like, fuck that. I've been so stressed out. I've been already working overtime. I do not want to work on a Saturday. But then you say yes. And then you hate yourself for it. And then you go into this spell of having such a low capacity and a threshold for stupidity and you start lashing out and taking it out on people who love you or your coworkers that are just trying to be nice to you but because they're chewing their gum too loud you're like what the fuck janet god man i'm really into this episode (laughs) um but i think you know where i'm kind of getting with this but learning how to respectfully say no, you know, and giving a good reason where 
if you just say, you know, as much as I would love to come in on a Saturday to help X, Y, and Z project, I already put 60 hours in this week and, you know, my son has a soccer game and I promised him I would have to be there. Your boss, if he's a decent human being, then they're going to be like, yep, no problem, it's all good. But we just assume the worst. We just assume that everything relies on our shoulders, that we have to do things, that if we don't do a certain thing, the whole world will explode and there's going to be nothing left without you doing it specifically. I learned this the hard way of always saying yes. I burnt myself out and I slowly started saying no and my life has changed so much. But now here's the flip side. When I did that, I recovered, I felt better, got stronger, got leaner, my relationships improved, and my capacity increased. So what's the natural thing to happen when your capacity increases? You take on more shit. And currently, right now in my life, I've been saying yes to fucking everything and I am at that point where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And like, I can tell the moment that I don't recover fast enough from my workouts, I'm tired all the time and my patience for small things is so low, I know I'm past my point. And now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, well, fuck, my mental health is now draining because of this. I need to start saying no. I need to start setting boundaries. You know, like as a trainer, I get emails and messages from clients all the fucking time. All the time. It's not a bad thing because I'm there to help. I tell clients that you should reach out if you're struggling or you have a question or you need to reschedule, whatever it is. But on face value, if every single day I'm getting on average 30 messages and emails, it becomes overwhelming. And then you start looking at those messages and emails like, fuck, I need to answer them right away. But I've learned from the very beginning that the best thing to do is kind of give yourself, you know, this idea that every single email and message you're going to answer within 24 hours. It doesn't have to be right there and then. But, you know, as you grow in your career, uh, also personally, you just naturally end up getting more in your life and it's hard to fit all those things in. So you have to really prioritize what's the most important things. Like like right now, list out the five most important things in your life that you need to place a priority on. It could be family, it could be your spouse, it could be your health, it could be your financials, it could be fucking sleep, like anything. Write those down and then start brainstorming like what am I doing on a daily basis that's preventing me from making these a priority? And then that list ends up being really, really long. And then you can start eliminating those things. Again, easier said than done. But the moment you start writing these things down and start having an idea of like what's really holding you back, it becomes very clear what you need to do. And then the only thing holding you back is you. Like you have it in front of you, the reason why you can't get a workout in because you've 
committed yourself to driving all three of your kids to three different sports every day of the week? Did you have to sign up your kids to three different sports all at the same time? Probably not. There's nothing wrong with um, planning those things out ahead of time, right? Learning the art of saying no is going to help you tremendously. God, this camera's going all over the place. So that is my crotch shot right there. <laughs> um, that is my advice for improving your mental health is learning how to say no and setting boundaries on your time, your life. Again, you don't have to be constantly giving to every single person. You're a priority. Make sure you know that. So I'm gonna end it there because my camera is definitely not liking what I'm doing. Um, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Guys, we are five people away from 400. That is huge. The more people I have um, on my YouTube channel subscribed makes me that more searchable to help others. Like my Instagram finally hit over, you know, 2,000 and I've been getting so many more DMs and comments on my posts and this is more reason for you guys to help me because again, I don't advertise on my podcast at all. Like I get emails all the time for different products and businesses that don't really mesh with fitness that will pay me money to advertise, but that's just not my jam. But um, please subscribe, share this podcast with your friends and family. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. That's it for me until next time, you guys.